Speakers Bank Podcast. Our voices, our views. And then after that we've got the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Resources Centre to talk about disability rights and action. So first up we have Speakers Bank. Hi everyone, and um, Speakers Bank team are here today to do a team presentation. Um, just to explain a little bit about ourselves, we are uh, part of Anecto, which is a not-for-profit organization that's based at Footscray with other um, sites at Yarraville, Greenwood, Mildura, Coburg, and uh, we've set up um, offices at, uh, in Sydney and in, uh, also in Canberra. So what do we do? For those of you who have never heard about us, um, we are a volunteer advocacy uh, program. We are a group of people with disabilities and older people with or without disabilities. We are um, public speakers. We like speaking, we like sharing our stories, and we speak at events advocating for disability awareness through events such as today's conference. So, just to give you a little bit of background why we are doing a team presentation. Um, last year, we launched our podcast here at Geelong Valley Conference. So this is our first anniversary. So we wanted to do something similar, which is to document our experience from last year and share with you what happened to us during the 12 months and even prior to launching the podcast. So all three people that are with me today are speakers of Speakers Bank. They are members of Speakers Bank. So um, the team of podcasters are Catherine and Storm. And uh, one guy uh, left us for new, uh, gold, for the Gold Coast. His name is Nathan, so he's not here today. We tried our best to do a Facebook Live feed <laughs> from the Gold Coast, but he's busy, so he's not able to do that. And then last night, I met up with Brent, who is also a member, and he said he wanted to join the discussion today, so Brent is always welcome. So we'll have an interesting chat about their public speaking experiences, and we'll um, uh, link that to this year's conference theme, which is having a say forever. Okay, guys? So because some of them have never met you before, I suggest that you introduce uh, yourselves a little bit before we start with our Q&A. So Catherine, over to you. Can you tell them a little bit about who Catherine is? My name's Catherine. I have a, I have a syndrome with no name, but the syndrome is kind of linked to Williams syndrome. Um, but in the sector, I just have a learning, uh, very mild intellectual learning disability. And it's hard to find things that I connected. So I thought, I had a friend that was working through a nectar. He just said, there's this really good program that you would really enjoy. You should try it. And here I am. I've been here for two years. Gee, that was quick. And I'm enjoying it because I can talk about and educate people about every, I mean, about disability and because there's so much to know, to learn and respect that everybody's equal. So thank you, Catherine. So we'll discuss more in detail about your experiences as a public speaker. Now we give the microphone to Storm. So my name is Storm. Um, I've got a condition called cerebral palsy. 
so it affects my ability to walk and to do um, movement. Um, that's really, really basic stuff like um, pouring a cup, getting food from the from the pantry, and, and basic everyday things that we do in life. And I have a lot of sore muscles, so I have to visit the doctors and the physios quite often to get treatment. I've had eight operations to try to uh, fix my cerebral palsy at the best that they can do. So I've been through a lot of fixing and unfixing, so it's been a big, big change. Um, I joined Speakers Bank after my leadership role in high school, and I was the vice school captain of my school for that year. And I really enjoyed the advocacy side of the uh, disability sector, so I decided why not um, improve my public speaking skills by joining an organisation called Speakers Bank. Thank you, Scott. And Brent, tell them your story. Okay, uh, obviously my name is Brent and 11 years ago I had a brain injury due to making a few bad choices with alcohol and other things, but it left me in a wheelchair for a couple of years. I started speaking in 2011 and um, I've been speaking for up to the seven odd years now and for Speakers Bank I've been talking for about six years now and just being a little bit or confident I've done like over 500 talks. I talk about smart choices today and obviously the life choices, the bad choices that I did make. But that's all good. That's all. And I love talking as well. I'm actually moving now. Thank you. And um, I'm Amy Lorilla. I'm the coordinator for Speakers Bank. So I've been in this role for six years now. This is my sixth year. And we've been attending the Valley Conference since 2015. So this is our fourth year. Different speakers attend to share their experiences, but last year was a bit different because we launched a podcast. It has not been um, um, in any other place except YouTube at the moment, so it's technically a video cast. So the monthly we have an episode where Catherine, uh, Nathan, and Storm talk about topics of interest to um, the disability and aged care community. And um, from the talk this morning, we. Uh, heard more videos, we viewed more videos, and we're keen to share those videos in our podcast episodes as well. So we will be contacting Valley for that. So uh, let's kick off with the first question here. So the theme for this year is what we have achieved through having a say. And as public speakers, and this is what we do in Speakers Bank, we're all about talking. We're all about you know voices being heard. And um, my question for you, Storm, is how did you feel uh, the podcast help the community at all? Is there any purpose for why we actually did it? And what was your life like before the podcast? Because you did a lot of face-to-face -face public speaking, but doing this team presentation for last year, uh, from last year is something different that we've, we've done. Well, before the podcast, I'll just start with that one first. It was very, very difficult to get my message across. Yes, we had... I, I, um, speakers Bank, but it was um, the problem was with Speakers Bank, it was very limited to who could we show because we normally work in local communities and maybe venture out to Melbourne every now and then. But we wanted a wider range of audience from all, all around uh, the country and worldwide. So we thought, well, why don't we just launch a podcast where we can just um, tell each other our views on certain topics. So that really helped me 
expand my knowledge, number one, and number two, it helped me create a better audience for people with special needs. Yep, thank you. So Catherine, before the podcast, you were needing some assistance and you really wanted to do public speaking as a person of God. So as a result of you being one of the podcasters, how do you think your life changed um, after we've gone through several episodes and now we're doing this uh, anniversary um, episode? Um, doing the podcast, it's made me stronger and made me see the person I am and to help teach people they don't understand people's needs, especially if it's a person with a disability and they're getting treated terrible, then it kind of teaches us to teach you how to be treated equally on matter of who you are because we're all human and it's good to put it live to help people understand each other's um, needs. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel about having Storm and Nathan as your teammates when you haven't had any sort of friendships with both of them prior to doing projects? Did you feel like you're an artist more now because you're the only in the team of no, I see Storm and Nathan as equal as in their abilities. Even though Storm and Nathan's struggle is more motability and my struggle is more um, not so much physical but mentally can't do things. So everyone's brain works differently. We're all individuals, we've all got different needs that need to be supported. Meeting Storm and Nathan was a pleasure because it makes me feel that I've got work colleagues now. (laughs) And we can share each other's stories and do things together, hang out, like workmates or mates, whatever. And it's biggest baker system so much for me and maybe work in the process of looking forward into the positive instead of the negative. And a good lesson is your eyes can only look forward. You won't be able to see if you look back. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Catherine. So um, among us here, Brent is probably the more senior in terms of the number of years you've been oh, in public speaking. <laughs> but we can say I'm ancient, so you're not you're not old, I'm ancient. Um, can you give our audience a little bit of insight of, around your public speaking? What made you decide that you want to be a public speaker? What does that mean to you? Okay, back in 2011, I've got a good friend who's a youth worker down in the Mornings Peninsula, and he said to me that I should put together a talk for the kids down there, so I developed a bit of a story of what happened to me, how I had three bad incidents with alcohol, or the bad use of alcohol, and because alcohol's not bad, just how you use it can be bad. And obviously I put together a talk down there then, and I feel the kids like it, ask some good questions. Then since then I've been doing, or now, I do, I've been working with the hospital for about four or five years now, the Royal Melbourne in Carlton, and I go to inspect the party program. Party stands for preventable alcohol risk from youth. And I speak as an injury survivor. And um, so yeah, so I speak to the year 11 and 12 kids. 
He go to the hospital to see the trauma ward and how alcohol affects him in a negative way. And I speak of that injury survivor, obviously. So, um, yeah, so that's how I got into the whole speaking to mainly kids. But, and then I speak to adults as well. I wanted to speak to adults. I do more post-injury, so how far I've come since uh, my accident, which led me in a wheelchair for a couple of years. And now I'm walking and running, or running, jogging, probably a better word for it, because it's a little bit slower than normal, uh, what you call running. But uh, I, I call it running, so I'm moving quicker than I can walk, so it's all good there. And so that's how I've been speaking. And yeah, and this year I've got 29 talks to come for the year. So far, 15 at the hospital, and then schools and uh, secondary groups. The other ones I've got in the speaking bank last night in Port Melbourne. Uh, I didn't manage to speak there, but uh, some technical hitches. And yeah, so I didn't actually talk last night, but um, I was there anyway to talk. But it'll happen later in the year. It's all good. So yeah, and I do love speaking. And I get paid to talk, which is even better. So thank you, Brent. That's why it's called Brent Speedy Offer, because of his mouth is faster than his walking. That's what he said. <laughs> but that's uh, joking aside. We're like friends in the organization, so we are very, very casual. And we don't hold any, you know, we're always open to everyone. So Kathleen, can you tell us one of the most memorable gigs that you've done? And tell us why it's very memorable to you. Is there anything that stands out so far based on your experience? Um, the best gig I've probably done within the Speakers Bank was um, doing a um, public speaking with 80 doctors that are learning about the NDIS that was coming in to so they can help their patients with that kind of things. And that was done in Ballarat, and yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it's your first team presentation as well, so that's a big, big one for us. And this was talking in front of 80 doctors mm -hmm. all over the country. Yeah. And you can't believe it, but <laughs> and even the doctors said they learned a lot from us. We weren't thinking we were learning a lot from the doctors, but they kind of turned the tables around. Storm, anything that stands out to you? Do you remember anything um, memorable? The, actually, three things that stand out. The, the first one was um, being able to talk to my local council and my lo local community. Um, I have a very strong connection to my town in Werribee, and that's where I grew up. Uh, I've had some good times and some bad times in, in that area. Uh, I was subject to bullying when I was younger, but I grew out of that, and uh, I became a leader of the community. But um, I really want the respect and the admiration of the council and the people who work there and other community members. And I was able to do my talk in that uh, council um, area. So that was one of the biggest achievements that I consider. Because when you consider the fact that what I went through with all, all the bullying um, and turn around into a positive, uh, that's one of the things I look back and say, you know what? I, I did the best I could and I got the best result that I could get out of it. Uh, number two um, would be the talking with the police. Um, I have a big passion about um, trying to get youths uh, to not take drugs and to not um, you know, do bad things that could lead them to jail. Um, so 
I try to tell them my story that just because you make a few mistakes in life doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You can always come back and come back stronger. You just got to be motivated and do the right things when when you are able to do them. So that's what I did. And the third one was talking with the 80 doctors, that's what Catherine mentioned. Um, I thought that was a very, very good eye-opening uh, speech because it not only enabled them to talk about their practices, but what we go through as patients. So um, the passing on knowledge from person to person was fantastic because that's going to help not only this generation of doctors, but the next ones coming through. So if we can improve quality of care and patient care, I reckon that's the best, um, you know, objective out of that presentation. Yeah, thank you, Scott. <laughs> yeah. So um, just to give you an insight that all the public speakers are um, people that just don't have the motivation, but they are willing to be trained. So all of our public speakers undergo training on public speaking. So if you know people who would like to have public speaking as part of their personal goals or professional goals and wanted a, a place for them to be able to you know, share their stories, to craft up their stories and um, have an opportunity like this to speak at future events. Um, we have some brochures here. Uh, after the talk, we'll leave them here um, so that if you want to grab it and contact us at a later time, um, please do, because we want to invite more speakers to join the teams. Um, because some of the teams like Catherine and Storm are my youth kind of team because they talk to schools and um, different interest groups. Brent is a guy that we always send to um, year 9s, year 10s, and year 12s because they're the ones that are making critical life choices, especially when they become, um, you know, when they enter university. So Brent has a good life story. We've got older speakers who talk about uh, issues on employment, access, um, uh, elderly abuse, um, <coughs> carer issues, and things like that. And we also want to remind you that we are video recording this um, talk today because this will be uploaded into your, our YouTube channel. So if you interact with us, just uh, warning you that your voices will be heard on, on the video. But um, the, the, the cameras panned on us, so they won't be able to see your faces. We've got a question. I love the IDL Speakers Bank, it sounds really, really good and um, I love the diversity in your group. Um, I had a recommendation for a radio broadcast that if you want to spread your wings and maybe give your story to other people, I've actually got a volunteer program that's actually running in the city and um, you can go in there, post your own broadcast and actually tell them
It'd be great to have um, a group like you, like um, in Geelong. Although I know some of your people are actually from Geelong. Yes. Like, when you away from Geelong. Yeah, and um, Mary and Michael. Yeah, and yeah. um, uh, have like something like disability, people with disabilities, so their own radio show or podcast or whatever. Like, could we, um, we actually need to do some more of that stuff? Because um, uh, my organisation was encompassed community services a long, long time ago. And um, Ringle, I think, or oh, Genial now owners, they um, they used to as well. I'm not sure if they still do, but right. yeah. Yeah, that would be good because we also would like to connect with people here in Geelong. Yeah. Um, the only occasions that we are able to visit is during the Berlin Conference. So if we would like to be more active around here if possible. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, yeah. um, I thought, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the movie Jeremy the Dud. Yeah, that's filmed here in Geelong. We talked about the idea of having that as a presentation here, but... Um, uh, I was told that it had nothing to do with the conference, but well, I've actually seen it and I, I, I don't agree with that. So, yeah, um, but I like the fact that it, it, it forces someone who doesn't have a disability to put themselves in a position of a person mm -hmm. that does have a disability. Right. Yeah. Any other additional thoughts, Brent? Are all good? Um, I think we've opened up the floor for questions because yes. we only have a few minutes. So if any one of you has any questions, um, any one of the team We'll be happy to respond. Well, for our final words, if you don't have any question, um, I would have a final question. <laughs> what does having a say mean to you? Why is it important to have a voice? Because sometimes, one example, you can get mistreated quite easily because of the person you are. And it's important to not keep that and say, look, I'm, I'm an adult, I have my rights, you need to treat us equal, but support the needs where they need to be supported. And that's how I understand. And just always speak out. Don't let people let you down. Having a say is very, very important because if you don't have a say, then people with special needs' lives will not improve, their services will not improve, and the overall society of how we get treated will not improve. So we need to be advocates, all of us, not just people at Speakers Bank, but all of us, we have special needs to continue this amazing um, turn of, of ch trying to change the society's views. We are getting there, but we need to do more. And um, NDIS is, is one of the many, many things that are starting to change. So um, I'm very, very proud to say that society is moving in the right direction, but more can be done. Thank you, Scott. And final words from you, Brett? I think advocacy is very important in our community and at the moment I'm sitting on a brain injury matters, brain injury matters uh, on the board as a secretary so I'm very um, uh, strongly advised to advocacy in our community and everyone needs to say no one's better than anyone else because we've all got our own stories but I think if we can get them out there and by talking and communicating with them um, 
the general public, the bad have good we are, and we all good.